Since the dawn of time, mankind has searched for ways to shelter themselves from the elements. Over the centuries, these shelters have evolved from bamboo huts to concrete towers. The last few years, there's been a push to save the planet. Are you ready to embark on a more sustainable lifestyle? Look no further. You're about to enter the adventures of container home living. And now, contractor, radio and TV personality, and your host for Boxcar Universe, Steve Dubell. Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, host of Boxcar Universe, along with my co-host, Mel Alva. And here's what's coming up on this week's edition of Boxcar Universe. We're talking with Dory Morales from Green Living Magazine. The question is, are you living a green lifestyle? Or are you thinking of building a tiny house here in Arizona? And did you know that March is Women's History Month? Well, Dory will tell us all about what's coming up with the Earth Day event that they are a part of here coming up on April 22nd at the Arizona Science Center. That and much, much more on Boxcar Universe. And uh, Mel, we want to say thank you again for my birthday pop. You're welcome. <laughs> Happy birthday, Steve. That's right. You know, it comes around once a year, so we try and uh, make the best of it. But that's my first, uh, my first edible birthday present for today. So we <laughs> want to thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah, if you haven't tried those, you got to have to go to Starbucks and get those. Those are pretty cool. I'll be honest, I've not actually had one myself. Oh, okay. So how much long do we have to wait so I can get you one? Well, July 2nd is oh, my birthday. July 2nd. Okay, yeah. got to mark that down. Put that in my phone. Fun cancer baby. You're a cancer baby. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to be doing talking a, a lot about, uh, you know, a lot of different things today. And obviously, one of the things that I mentioned was Women's History Month. And we also want to obviously have all the women join in today and we want to welcome to the show dory morales from green living magazine dory how are you today hi steve i'm fantastic well, thank you so much for having me on your show it's so nice to connect with you and mel well, hey dory great we appreciate you being here taking the time out today to be on the show and you know there are um, a lot of things that we talk about in sustainable a lifestyle living here, not just with container homes, but also in, you know, regular lifestyle and the building materials that you put into your home that you use in your, um, you know, whether it be your container, your cave, your cabin or your home. So we want to make sure that we cover all the bases, but being that we're working on getting up and, you know, we only have what a little over a month, a month and a half before we get to uh, Earth Day, which is uh, April 22nd, that we want to be able to touch base on some of these uh, articles that are in Green Living Magazine. But give our listeners a little bit of idea about what is Green Living Magazine all about? Well, Green Living Magazine is an eco-conscious lifestyle magazine. We've been around um, for 12 years. September will actually be our 13-year anniversary. And um we have different categories in the magazine. It's really about lifestyle. So home is a huge um, area that our readers are really interested in. Home, design, architecture, health and wellness, beauty, travel, sustainable travel, which I don't think a lot of people really think about your, foot, your footprint when you're traveling, as well as technology, 
and businesses that are doing good. And then we've got product reviews and we've got a husband and wife that actually used to review products, but now they're actually reviewing experiences. So we're pretty excited about that. We also, um, our, our women's issue is March for um, Women's History Month. And then we do events. Um, we were doing events pre-COVID on a monthly basis. And now we're doing um, events a couple of times a year. So we, besides the magazine, obviously, we've got the print magazine, a digital magazine, We've got a social media presence, and then we really connect the eco-conscious community and the business community, as well as um, people just interested in the lifestyle of living a more sustainable life. That's really, it's really important for people to to be able to uh, really get up to speed on some of those things, because a lot of people talk about it, but I don't think they really know uh the nuts and bolts of it, you know, of what really needs to be done and how they can change their lives in doing it. But uh, I think that's important. We want to get into that too, but we also want to get into uh, a little bit of history with uh, Women's History Month. And Mel, you have some information on a very unique individual. Well, I do. And honestly, I think this month will just lend us to kind of talk about uh, maybe a a couple of different women, you know, each week that were on the air. Um, personally, uh, you know, I would like to talk about somebody in the design architecture field. Um, and, you know, Dory, maybe there is a woman that, you know, maybe has inspired you um, in the past. And it doesn't just have to be about design or construction architecture. It can really be about anything. Um, but today, I just want to bring up uh, Florence Knoll. Um, and I had you do a little bit of research, Steve, before the show, because I wanted to make sure we were all on the same page. And I think, you know, sometimes when you hear that Noel last name, if you are into uh, design, architecture, furniture, you probably know who that is. Um, but really big in the mid-century modern um, furnishings world, uh, you know, the a sarine uh, base, the tulip base, or like Barcelona chairs. If you think about like the modern, mid-century modern um, architecture, you know, she was a, a huge component in that. Um, and then as I was reading about her also, which I didn't know, um, you know, back uh, when she first got married, she wasn't married that long. And uh, he ended up passing away in a, in a car crash. Um, but she ended up marrying into the Bassett family. So she she stayed all in the furniture <laughs> mm. industry. But um, interesting enough, I, I live in a mid-century modern building. So this is front and center of my life and all of this furniture, you know, even in our lobby. And uh, Al Beadle was the architect for our building. Um, so again, all kind of in that same time period. But as a designer, architectural designer, you know, interior designer, we we use plans, you use blueprints, you know, to uh, research, you know, uh, for our clients and we're showing them, you know, construction drawings or, or space planning. But uh, fun fact, she actually would use the materials for each item that she was placing in a home. So whether that be the fabric, she would have it cut out in the, the shape of the sofa, or if it was wood for the table, it would you know, it would be a piece of wood. It was almost, it almost looks like a felt board that she would use. 
and uh, she liked to call her furnishings and, you know, the furniture and her designs, the meat and potatoes, which I think is, is kind of cute. So anyway, just wanted to give a shout out um, to her. She did pass away in 2019, but obviously her designs will live on forever. You know, it's pretty unique that uh, in, in, in back in the day when, when, she was working obviously back and she lived to be 101 but let's just say we go back 50 years how important was design at that time let's just say for instance like in the mid 60s or early 70s was it as important as in in the way it's it's viewed today i would say absolutely um you know if anything you know think about you know, women trying to make a name for ourselves in this world. And and even today, it's still not easy. It's definitely easier, but it's not easy. And, and I like to say, you know, being architectural interior designer, we're still in a man's world and, and with all due respect to all the men out there. And, and I get it. It's just, it's definitely harder for us. Um, so I can't imagine what it was like for her back in that time frame where, you know, most women were stay-at-home moms and wives and didn't really work, and she was not having it. You know, she's an architect. She wanted to to do her thing, and, and I just think it's so impressive, you know, to meet women like that. And, um, you know, you see these women today, and, and there was a woman that I came across. She's 96 years old, and she still lives on her own, and she has lots of properties that she owns and was an attorney and I mean, my goodness, I just can't believe it that they're still going. And that's very inspirational to me. Oh, absolutely. I mean, any anyone that goes out and uh, basically as you get up in age is staying that active uh, in anything in their field. In, and obviously, it must have been a passion that she loved very much uh, for both both people is just uh, amazing. Exactly. Amazing. You know, and, uh, you know, in going taking a look at that too. One of the other gentlemen that I always looked up to that was getting up in age was uh, a gentleman who actually was one of the owners of uh, Keiko Roofing. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, and he was uh, Monty Stoller. He was my co-host on when we did some TV several years ago too. I mean, and he was, he was up in his mid eighties and he was doing TV with me. He's be, he'd be working three days a week um, with his other partners at Keiko Roofing. A couple of other days, he's out with his with his wife and his family, and he's playing golf. I mean, I, and I just hope you know we I get up that that old that we can be just as active and passionate as all these people we're talking about. Oh, absolutely! Just pretty amazing. You don't use it, you lose it. That's right, and you got to keep using it. <laughs> Dora, what about you? Is there is there anybody that is coming to mind that's inspirational to you? For Women's History Month? Well, first and foremost, since we're um, talking about um, people that have lived longer lives, I'd have to do a shout out to my husband's grandmother, who is 103 and lives on her own and um, is fantastic. So she's an incredible inspiration. And um, I would say Tiffany Halprin, she's a local landscape architect and kind of works um, in the commercial 
world in um, sustainable landscape architecture. And then also Marlene Amerzian, she has, um, she's a female architect that does a lot with sustainable design. So I feel like they're huge female thought leaders on a local basis. And then what's noticing as you were mentioning about Florence Knoll, I don't know if Noel is her company that um, designs furniture, but they have a lot going on in terms of sustainable design and um, FSC furniture, and they're very um, committed to sustainable design, which is kind of awesome as well. It It is, actually. It's pretty amazing. Okay, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to have more green living with Dory Morales from Green Living Magazine and a lot of other stuff coming your way right here on Boxcar Universe. I'm Mel Alva with Alva Interiors and co-host of Boxcar Universe. As a professional interior designer with over 22 years experience, I'm excited to bring my knowledge to the Boxcar Universe show. As a full-service interior design studio, we see your designs from the conceptual phase through to the styling and furnishing of your home. At Alva Interiors, our team approaches every design project with a fashion-meets-design sense to execute timeless interiors, style that makes a statement. You can find us on the web at alvainteriorsaz.com, on Facebook at Alva Interiors AZ, and on Instagram at Alva Interiors. All right, and we are back, and you're listening to Boxcar Universe right here from the beautiful and palacious Boxcar Studios here in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and we want to continue our discussion with uh, Dory Morales from Green Living Magazine. And Dory, you know, one of the things that we talked about uh, during the break is something that, you know, I don't think a lot of people probably uh, had probably thought about, but, you know, a lot of attention has been given to uh, last couple of years about, you know, building things out of 3D printers. And one of the things that you brought up, which was very interesting, was the uh, Habitat for Humanity and uh, your coverage of their first 3D printed home in Arizona, which I think was just uh, pretty incredible. Yeah, it was an awesome article and it was an amazing um, collaboration between Candelaria Architecture Firm as well as Habitat for Humanity. And they have tons of other partners within Arizona and nationwide. But they built um, the first 3D printed home and it's in Tempe. And it, you know, what's really important from a green living perspective is there's less waste and um and then lower energy efficiency and just great things. Because as of right now in Tempe, it's really hard for people to afford to be able to live there. And it makes um, affordable housing um, more um, easy for people living in Tempe. So 
And I think one of the things that was unique when people think about, you know, building things and with a 3D printer, when you think about what uh, people should go on and look up that uh, article, greenlivingmag.com forward slash Habitat for Humanity. And um, you could just Google the 3D printed home. And the information, what, what it does, the actually the equipment is pretty amazing where the printer will actually, when you talk about it, will, will stamp out cemented walls in the complete design of the home. And I think that is just, uh, when you think about it, you know, traditional building is really, I, I wouldn't call it science fiction, but it was surely futuristic. Definitely. And they used um, an engineering firm out of Germany called Perry, who brought in the 3D printer. And then there was a 3D um, printing construction company that worked with them on the project as well. You know, that's pretty, that's pretty amazing. But uh, it, it obviously is the wave of the future. And I'm sure the one in uh, Tempe will only be one of many. And it's it's amazing how different municipalities are looking at doing different types of construction to have, you know, to make housing more affordable, you know, between tiny homes, container homes, um, you know, 3D printer homes. I mean, we're, it's all about trying to, to balance out where the economy is going, especially with the cost of materials that, you know, over the last two years or so uh, with the uh, supply shortage and everything else, the pricing has just gone up out of sight. So it's good to see that people are taking uh, into a, taking into account all of this going on and searching for better ways and more affordable ways of creating different types of housing. Now, one of the things that we also want to talk about, uh, Dory, is that other article that in your magazine regarding, um, you know, uh, is it affordable to do a tiny home here in Arizona? Yeah, we did an article on some of the different regulations and making it more affordable to build tiny homes in Arizona. And um, we got a lot of positive feedback from that article as well. And then the other article that we featured is Zenny Home, which are actually shipping containers. And it is um, the previous Senator, Bob Worsley, actually... Um, created this is one of his last entrepreneurial um, efforts um, that he's doing but he worked with the Navajo generating station up in Page Arizona and he turned it into the manufacturing plant for these shipping homes and they're doing a 91 or 90 unit apartment homes in downtown Tempe but they're also doing subdivisions as well and it's basically you bring your clothes and your towels and you have everything you need in that shipping container and rooms turn into different rooms. So it's kind of exciting. It's the home of the future, as they say. Absolutely. And you so, said that was located up in Page? They are manufacturing out of Page, Arizona, and they put over 100 Native Americans back to work, which is a beautiful thing as well. Oh, that's absolutely. That's absolutely a great thing. Not to mention the homes would be ideal for. Uh, a lot of different reservations throughout Arizona and the Southwest. Definitely. That would definitely be helping. And if you look that up for all our listeners, if you want to look, look up what we're talking about, you could look it up under zennyhome.com. That's 
Z is in zebra, E-N-N-I, the word home, H-O-M-E dot com. And they're just, you know, they've, they've got some models there. You know, 320 square feet is, uh, is a basically 8 by 40 unit, 8 foot wide, 40 foot long, 10 foot high. It's for one to two people. They have for $90,000. And then also uh, they have other ones where you, like we've, Mel and I have talked about in, uh, in earlier shows where they combine containers and they could make one for 640 square feet. So there are a lot of different people doing a lot of different things with this, which is just simply amazing with uh, the designs and the know-how that is, is growing. And I think what's happening is the people that are building containers obviously are finding better ways of uh, keeping the cost down on some of the different ways that they, they build them from the inside and people, and we were talking about last week, well, you know, insulation is one big thing that uh, there are several different ways to insulate a container, both inside and out. So um, that's why I say we try and bring all phases and all information here to uh, keep our listeners up to date so they can make viable choices when they think about building a, a container home or, or, or just going out looking for a tiny home. So it's it's very important. But uh, we're going to take a short – I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dory. I was going to say it was a cover story in the magazine, so they could actually Google Zenny Home and Green Living Magazine as well. Okay. So. Great. Okay. Thank you for that. All right, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, Women's History Month with our our next guest, Kimberly Layton, is here from Color Design Development Group. is going to be here. We're going to be talking a little bit with her, along with uh, the event coming up at the Arizona Science Center here on Earth Day with Dory Morales from Green Living Magazine. So I want everybody to hang tight. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Stardust Building Supplies is your home improvement thrift store. Find salvaged and gently used cabinetry, doors, windows, appliances, lighting, plumbing, and much more. Save money, be green, and support the community. Shop and donate at Star Building Supplies' three valley locations. For more info, visit stardustbuilding.org. back and you're listening to boxcar universe you know mel the train seems to be stopping in a lot of different stations today i don't know why but uh it's all good because we want to we want to bring our listeners all the different things that we uh do in our research to bring them all the cutting edge information as well as uh, some of the things that our guests bring to us and we one of the things we want to welcome uh today and uh, obviously we're talking about women's history History Month, and a good friend of mine, Kimberly Layton, is here with us from Color Design Development Group. And Kimberly, thanks for taking time out to be with us today. Thanks for having me, Steve. You know, it just brings back of brings back old memories of Westworld. Yeah. You know, where was that car that we were sitting in? You remember that? Oh I yeah, that pictures box of that. car, right? Oh, that was yeah. Talking box cars. See that? 
<laughs> can't get away from it. Can't get away from it. Yeah. So tell our listeners a little bit about, you know, uh, things that you do with your company. So Color Design Development Group is an is a colorist and an architectural colorist firm. And we specialize in exterior colors for multifamily um, all over the United States. Um, we have a team that um, photographs and designs and repositions properties for their best and best use and best colors. And I like to think that the outside of the building is the billboard. And if I've got the calling card right, you're coming in. And if the if they're coming in and they're greeted at the door and the interior looks great, they're buying. It's just a slam dunk. People want to associate themselves living in a, pra- a place that looks and feels like their lifestyle. And so the exterior is widely important. And I think it's overlooked in so many areas. Um, architecturally speaking, you know, it's just uh, architects and certain builders like a cookie cutter system because they want to profit. And I think that you really need to know your demographics and who's living or being in that space and what it really means and using color in emotion and color to describe where and what is going on inside that building is really important. And so Color Design Development Group really focuses on multifamily and um, commercial buildings. And I have done some single family homes, but I prefer to do multifamily. I I like a, a big splash of color. Um, our work has been seen all over the United States. Which is, it's pretty cool. Cause I remember the, I remember the early days that I was talking about all about this before. Okay. How many of our listeners can remember the word or well, the words phrasey paint? <gasps> now you're really bringing up that's, some old memories. Well, that's, well, that's when, <laughs> that's when Carol and I met when, you know, she was my rep for yeah. phrasey paint years that's ago. Right. That's right. I got my feet wet in the paint business. I learned all about paint and the importance to use paint to not just decorate, but also to protect. And so yeah. the quality is always really important. Um, but what I learned at Frazee was, um, Frazee, is how to design for multifamily. And um, I got tired of the contractors switching the job on me and using a different supplier. So I just kind of went out on my own and said, if you like my designs, hire me. And um, I got more training and did more research in my homework and got trained in a lot of different aspects. And um, the last 20 years has been a ride. Well, it's been a, yeah, it's been a ride. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So a lot of, a lot of different things that have to go into, uh, into thinking about that, you know, and uh, again, talking about the outside of the, the, the dwelling, the curb appeal of what it looks like. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, you know, sometimes, you know, like Mel, you know, we go in a neighborhood sometimes and, and you see homes or even apartment buildings that it, it's like, that's question that sentence come up like what the heck were they thinking about <laughs> well, you, know, you know like that's was why it or right? so, you know yeah, yes absolutely yeah. the hoas are are like the the uh <laughs> the darth vader of hoas <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like it you know you're done you're out of here you know no seriously but some of the colors and stuff that they they use and you notice i think 
talking about HOAs for a minute, I think some of the HOAs that I know that I've been affiliated with and I've done painting in the past, you know that I remember like, well, okay, like the one I used to live in when I first moved to Arizona. Okay, there's five colors that mm. you have. You can only make them five colors, those five colors. If you, And then you have to, you can't deviate. You can't flop the colors from the mm-hmm. fascia board to the wall. They has to look this certain way. But certain other ones, as the years go by, you know, I think they've gotten to open it up because the people just said, you know, hey, I want to make my house a different color. Mm-hmm. And I'm tired of these things. You better start making some changes. And that's when the, the people on the boards changed. Yeah. That's all of a sudden when people started making, hey, but well, we could do this now. It's going to be. I just think it would be nice if they would just open the palette up for door colors because your oh, door is so agreed. personal. Yes. The I mean, door. I don't care if you have 20 shades of brown, but gosh, just have a red or aqua. Or... Yeah. Something sassy. Something that when you walk in the house, it, you know, when you walk in the house, make a statement. it pops a little. Yeah. I agree. Well, and also it identifies, you know, in my neighborhood, it's like three shades of brown, uh, light, medium, dark, and everybody has a brown, dark door. And I'm like, okay, I'm the one with the white mailbox. <laughs> you know? Like, how do I define where I live? If, you know, and I don't have my number painted on my curb, <laughs> but um. But I, if I could have an aqua door, I mean, on the outside of my house, it's very plain. But in the inside of my house, it's a pop of color everywhere. I mean, my walls are painted yeah, like gold, yellow, and green, and aqua doors. And my house is just a clutter of color. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think, too, it depends on when your house was built, right? So, 70s. like, if, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, depending upon the time frame in Arizona, like when these houses were built, yeah. I find a lot of clients calling us for, you know, updates and renovations. And they are obviously built back in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the very uh, over the top Tuscan look. Yes. It's the typical Arizona style yes. that everybody has. You know, the arches are everywhere. There's columns. It's like, oh, my goodness. We all knew back in the day that this was going to be just something that was going to kind of fade. Yeah, Mm -hmm. fade out. Um, That's interesting because I did an HOA that wanted to revamp their palette. And they were Tuscan. And they had um, 25 color palettes to choose from. And they're like, we want to expand it. And I said, well, you have a lot of Tuscan colors and already established. Yeah, we want white and gray and black. And I said, that doesn't really fit your architecture. Right. (laughs) I was like, okay, well, I'm going to give you the colors that I think will work with the Tuscan theme, but the architecture drives. Did you end up going with more of a, I'm curious, like a Mm -hmm. Santa Barbara look? Because that's probably, yeah, the easiest thing to do Mm -hmm. is to kind of stick with that theme. But, Mm -hmm. um, You know, I was going to say to you guys, um, HOAs do exist for a reason, but, you know, there's always pushback there. But I got to say, you know, there's something to driving into a neighborhood. And and I've lived in areas where I've had custom houses and obviously you do whatever you want. There's no HOA um, or neighborhoods that don't have an HOA anymore. And then you've got somebody who decides to paint the house in like fluorescent paint oh. mm-hmm. or just something awful. awful. And, <laughs> you know, right. it's, it's it, interestingly <laughs> enough, you can tell like who are the artists in the neighborhood, you know, yeah. like you get that. I get it. But 
you know, the neighbors are like, what's happening here? I'm not kidding you guys. I went into one neighborhood and there was literally a house that had black polka dots. It was a purple house with black polka dots. I'm not exaggerating. I have one neighbor in our neighborhood that has a purple house. Yeah. And I just say, why? I know. Maybe it's the first thing you want to do when they do something like that. Can we just take a vote yeah. and vote, out of, vote them out of the neighborhood? I mean, just so, I mean, because you don't want to live next to somebody with a house that looks like that because it feels that they're infringing on, you know, the value of your own home. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. because of the color. I mean, yeah. it just gets to be a little crazy. You know, sometimes I, you know, I have have had good experiences with HOA. Other ones are bad, but obviously, and I'm sure a lot of people out there have had that, but you know, sometimes they have to put HOAs in the same category as speed bumps. Right. Or IRS. No. Or, or IRS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it just, you know, it's just, it's just not, it, it's just not a good thing. Is I'm it? curious. Uh, Dory is still on the line, right? Dory, you there? I am. I'm curious, what does the outside of the 3D home look like? Are you guys putting stucco and you're painting it or are you leaving the concrete exposed? It was a white, um, a white home. Gotcha. Yeah. So did they add siding to that or I'm, I'm trying to find the pictures here online. All I can see is the, the concrete with the rebar. The finalized home is white. Okay, so that's that's cool. Cool to the touch too. White, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's white. It's going to definitely repel heat. Right. Definitely. Obviously, in in Arizona, we want to try and do something that's uh, going to keep your house cool, and so anything you could do to reflect the heat is is important. That's really good. Okay, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Dory, and she's going to explain to us how you could be part and experience the um, Earth Day festivities here in the Valley of the Sun at the Arizona Science Center on Earth Day, which uh, for those of you who don't have a calendar in front of you, it's April 22nd. So I want everybody to put that down because we'll be there covering that and bring you all the information from that event. And uh, there's going to be a lot of important people there. So uh, we're going to let Dory fill us in on all that right after the break. So I want everybody to hang tight. And remember, you're listening to Boxcar Universe. Updating your flooring, shower, or backsplash can be stressful. But when you have the right company involved, that process becomes easier. Reyes Tile is a family-owned and operated business that has served the Valley for over 15 years. They specialize in residential, commercial, and multifamily projects. Their main focus is on all types of flooring, backsplash, and showers. Eduardo Coronado, owner of Reyes Tile, can be reached at 602-384-6825. On Instagram at Reyes.TileLLC. Reyes Tile. Excellence in flooring.
All right. You are listening to Boxcar Universe. And, you know, I'm thinking about this, too. I mean, here we are, March already. What happened to January and February? Oh, my goodness. I, I just kind of like blew, <laughs> blew by. I mean, there's just so much. And, and all the thing I have to say, you know, and, you know, we're spoiled here living in Arizona because there are some great times of year to live here. And the three months that, you know, we have to put up with 110, 15 degree heat, you know, I think we've gotten to the fact that we, we can live with it. Now, coming into March, uh, as soon as we get past this rain that we seem to have been having for the last two months. And the wind, Steve. Oh. The wind was just unbelievable. Try living in a high rise. Unbelievable. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Dealing with well, the just wind. watching that rain go sideways as it off your balcony mm. is pretty amazing. Right. But uh, yeah, yeah, we had a storm the other night on um, on uh, Wednesday night. It was just unbelievable here in the valley. I mean, it was just uh, watching the radar tracking as it came down from the from the north. It was just. Uh, unbelievable in fact i talked to a friend of mine down in tucson and she had snow yeah on wednesday night she had snow which was pretty amazing and just like uh, take pictures well yesterday it snowed i had friends that live in tucson that were posting pictures and Mm -hmm. there's a nice cover yeah yeah it's it's, we're not talking a dusting it's just pretty amazing pretty amazing but you know it's like denver like denver snow it disappears the next day. Yeah, right. It's exactly <laughs> right. All right. We are here and we're talking about a lot of uh, green uh, living, sustainable lifestyle living. And uh, we're here with Dory Morales, who's going to fill us in on the Earth Day festivities coming up here on April 22nd. So, Dory, tell us a little about what's going to be happening. Awesome. We are really excited. Earth Day is a huge holiday for um, Green Living Magazine. And we want to do everything that we can do to support the earth. And we are partnering with the city of Phoenix, um, as well as um, the Arizona Science Center. And we are having a two-day event. The first day event is um, an invite-only with Mayor Gallego and Mayor Woods and a few other mayors, and it's going to be a conference. But during that time from eight to two, we will have interactive booths. So people are looking for something to do on that Friday between eight and two, we'll have a whole bunch of interactive sustainable booths. And then on day two, it's our Earth Day extravaganza and we are all about bringing together all different cultures and different communities and so we're going to have some Native American dance and drums and dancing and live music as well as local chef demonstrations, electric cars and a lot of interactive booths and a kid a children's upcycled um fashion experience as well. So Sounds if you're looking like- for something to do from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., we will be outside the Arizona Science Center at Heritage Square with a ton of um, interactive fun booths and different experiences with some guest panels and speakers as well. So it, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of uh, things happening there for for everyone, from, uh, from uh, youngsters all the way up to adults. Definitely. And it's... We want to make it easy for people if they just want to learn, you know, one or two simple things that they can do in their life to be more um, conscious to the planet. 
from like a simple solution that they can take away, take back from anything with style and beauty to things that you can do in your home or, you know, possibly look at switching to an electric car or a hybrid. Yeah, there are a lot of different things that could be done, you know, and obviously I think everybody would probably love to do some. It depends on their lifestyle and what they've got going on. And, you know, uh, and we were talking about um, electric cars with our uh, great sponsor, Sean LaPointe from Mr. Electric a few weeks ago. And uh, electric cars are definitely an option. You know, one of the things talking about uh, electric cars and charging stations, I noticed uh, a couple of different places that, uh, charging stations are popping up around the valley. One happened to be at a Walmart over on the west side, uh, right off the 101 in Union Hills. And then another one was uh, Fry's Food and Drug right over on Bell Road and roughly around 32nd Street. So they are th- these charging stations are popping up for different people. And obviously they're uh, they're just like the electric version of your basic gas pump that is that you'd go into a QT or Circle K or any any uh you know Shell or any one of those gas companies go in and you just take out your card and you charge for so many minutes and you plug in and and then you can go in and do your shopping while your car charges which is pretty cool. So it's awesome. I've actually I have an electric car and so I've charged my car at the Fry's station at 32nd and Shea, which is great. And um, you have to plan your trips, but um, there's a lot of, um, the state of Arizona got a bunch of money for electric infrastructure. So we will be seeing a lot more charging stations popping up. That's yeah, definitely. That's going to be definitely something that people are concerned about. And then the other thing too, is, you know, I think there's still, there's some communities and apartment buildings that are in the Valley that don't recycle. And that's unfortunate though, but I think that was something that I think they could, you know, some of the different uh, larger complexes can improve on because they don't have, you know, they'll do your waste pickup from your apartment or condo, but there's nothing there for recycling. Mel, do you have recycling in your building? I plead the fifth. You plead the fifth? Okay. That, yeah, I'll take that as a no. <laughs> I've already yeah, given longer. Um, that's a longer conversation, Steve. I bet, yeah, I, bet. I have no control over that. I know. You, you know, just so you know, I, I know. I've given too much information away on the show to kind of clue in where I live. So I, I got to be careful with that probably. But um, I think there was back in the day. Back in the day. Oh, well, I know that um, the city of Flagstaff actually has put in a new bill that any type of home or building that you build in Flagstaff has to be um, EV ready. You have to have um, EV charging capability. That's great. They do actually allow you to do that at our building. They just, you know, they'll charge you for it, obviously, for the electrician to come out and and put that in. But um, we have several people now that have. EV vehicles in our parking garage and it's kind of nice. Well, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good that it, it's going to be, it's going to be a slow process. I mean, you know, thinking about this going back like 30, 40 years ago and talking about seeing electric cars 
you know, people, it was all pie in the sky, all science fiction. You never thought that you'd say, yeah, what electric car? How? Why? Because the technology wasn't there. So you don't, you never know what we're going to develop in the next 50 years. And I'm sure they're going to be better, better, uh, electric vehicles with, I should say, better batteries, you know, uh, that are going to allow us to charge, uh, a lot less frequently and then charges will last longer. And, you know, maybe we'll be, be able to drive like from Phoenix to LA on one charge. That would be cool. Yeah. You know, instead of having it stop in the middle somewhere. So, uh, you know, same with, you know, from Phoenix to Vegas. And I think they're working on some of that right now. I know a friend of mine drove up there and they had to, you know, it took them, they had to stop for like an hour, which put added time onto the trip, but they got there in their electric vehicle. So I think that's something that's, um, it's up and coming, but we want to make sure that all our listeners know, um, everything they need to know about the, uh, green living magazine, as well as this event at the Arizona science center. Dory, why don't you give out that information so they can go check that out and be part of it. So if they want to connect with us, they can go to greenlivingmag.com. And then if they go under green living mag, forward slash events, forward slash Earth Day. It has all the information and then they can connect with us on on any social media platform with um, Green Living Mag as well. That's right. And if uh, any of our listeners has any information or we'd like to be part of it, make sure that you could always contact Mel and I at boxcarliving at gmail.com as well as steve at boxcaruniverse.com. And uh, Dory, thank you so much for taking time to be with us today and uh, getting us up to speed on everything. And I think you've, I think you've made your, you, you made Mel's day with the 3D house. Yes. I mean, I think so. She's just totally taken aback by it because she's like ready to drive out there and look at it. It's beautiful. That's awesome. And then coming up in the next issue, we know that there's a new 3D house that's actually um, available on Airbnb to rent. So um, if anybody's interested in... Where is that house located at, Dory? It's going to be in Canada, or it's in Canada currently. So if you're looking to take a trip to Canada, you may want to stay. Do you know what part? Out of curiosity. Um, I, I think it was British Columbia, but don't quote me on that. Okay. I'm sure that's something we could find through Google, but that's, that's a great trip for summer when you live in Arizona. (laughs) Let's go to Canada where it's a little bit, uh, a little bit cooler up in Canada. But uh, Dory, thanks again for being on the show today. And we look forward to uh, coming down to the science center on earth day and uh, we'll be in touch and see if we could uh, do some things to add to the festivities. Well, it was incredible to connect with um, all of you today, and I hope you guys all celebrate Earth Day, and I look forward to connecting with you soon, and thank you so much for inviting me to be on the show. Okay, Dory, thanks so much. Thanks. And Kimberly, why don't you give our listeners your information? Sure, I can be reached at 480-251-7757 or coloreddesignllc.com. And you should take, everybody should sign up and take our color personality test online where you can learn more about who you are and what color you represent in the world. Is that, we're going to be able to see, is that like checking your aura? Uh, No, you're not going to see yourself (laughs) as a color, but you're going to see which color is most likely your personality. I want to clarify that for all our (laughs) listeners. 
And to all our listeners, thanks for listening to Boxcar Universe. You know, we are your source for cutting-edge information here on container homes and container pools. And if you are thinking about building a dream container home for you or your family, make sure you reach out to Mel and I and let us help build and design that dream container home. Again, our contact information at the show is boxcarliving at gmail.com and steve at boxcaruniverse.com. And you can always hear Boxcar Universe on any podcast player every week. And remember, let us containerize your lifestyle. Have a great week.